Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. Welcome to the For the Love of Film podcast. Um, this is the first episode of season three of the For the Love of Film podcast. I'm going to try and keep the seasons to a year. Obviously, I had two. This is the end of January, mid, middle of January uh, that I'm recording this. There were two episodes that came out that kind of wrapped up 2018, and I'm sure that'll happen with this season three at the beginning of the year 2020, but um, I'm going to try a couple things a little differently in this season. I'm not going to necessarily go into them, but I'm just going to try them going forward and seeing how that works. That's the the fun thing about podcasts, you know, especially doing it by yourself. You can completely change stuff up whenever you want. If something's not working, you try it differently, so on and so forth. Uh, This this episode, I'm going to talk about the movie Mary Queen of Scots, Green Book, and If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, I believe all three of these films are actually 2018 movies, uh, although I think Mary Queen of Scots just had its U.S. premiere in 2018 and then wasn't released into any sort of wide release until second week in January, which is when I saw it. Uh, and then both Green Book and If Beale Street Could Talk were... Well, Green Book, I believe, was released back in November and wanted to see it, didn't get a chance to see it right away, but it's still lingering at some places. I saw that down in Danvers, Massachusetts, but and then... Uh, actually, that's where I saw If Beale Street Could Talk to. It's, it's funny, I... I saw it down there because I wanted to make sure I could see it in the theater, and uh, it's now in a wider release. Uh, I know it's it's won some Golden Globes, and we're I believe next Tuesday is when the Oscar nominations are announced. It's either next Tuesday or the following Tuesday, but. Uh, it's coming up soon, so I, my, I imagine that's why that got a wider release now, and I'm glad it did. But first and foremost, uh, or not first and foremost, but first things first, we'll talk about Mary Queen of Scots. So Mary Queen of Scots is a historical drama about Mary, the Queen of the Yotan Queen of Scotland, and her cousin Elizabeth who is the Queen of England and you know the goings on between the two of them sort of rivalry and you know a lot has been made in the press about how it's not all that historically accurate and then there's been rebuffs of that saying well nobody really knows there's not a whole lot of written history of their personal lives just their professional lives uh so obviously some some to a great deal of poetic license was taken with this film which I'm fine with it was uh, it stars Saoirse Ronan as Mary and Margot Robbie as Elizabeth uh, you know, Guy Pierce has a small role in it and you know this is coming off the heels of the favorite it's a very similar, you know, it's a a period costume drama uh, with violence and uh, a, a bit of sex 
in it. And, uh, you know, uh, my buddy Bob actually liked the favorite more than this. I actually liked this more than the favorite. Not that I dislike the favorite, but um, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Saoirse Ronan's one of my favorite actors working today. Uh, you know, I <clears throat> I really liked Margot Robbie in I, Tonya, and was hoping to get a better sense of her, you know, other than her performance as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, which the movie was bad. She wasn't bad in it, but it's a, you know, she was playing a very exaggerated character in that. So I, I, I still don't really have a sense of, you know, what kind of work Margot Robbie is capable of in general. Uh, she's in this film far less than the marketing campaign would sort of lead you to believe uh, you know the, the the movie poster and the giant lobby standee that was in the theater when I saw it has the two of them you know has Mary in the foreground and then uh, Elizabeth kind of over her shoulder uh, but they're the only two in the poster and you know uh, Saoirse Ronan is in probably all but I'd say 10 minutes of this entire two hour film where Margot Robbie is maybe in 20 minutes of the entire film so um you know it was uh I didn't know a ton of the history of these two before I saw the film so I was able to go in and just sort of enjoy it for the the piece of piece of art that it is. Uh, after the fact, I wanted to know more, and I, you know, did some looking into it and found that yeah, there's actually not a whole lot of information about their personal lives. You know, Elizabeth never never married, never had a child, and. Uh, You know, uh, she did have, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, you know, almost 500-year-old spoiler alert, but she did have uh, Mary executed uh, via beheading uh, later in her life. Uh, I mean, it wasn't, she didn't live that long. It was in her, I believe it was in her 40s. But, you know, in those times, that that is later in life. So, um, you know, Saoirse Ronan's performance gave it a very lived-in, very human character. Uh, a lot of times with these period dramas, particularly particularly with aristocracy, they can tend to be stuffy and seem one-dimensional. And she seemed like a real person living in this character, so I really appreciated that. And even uh, Margot Robbie, uh, who we didn't see a ton of, saw how... Kind of stuck in her position, Elizabeth felt, uh, or at least that's how it was portrayed in this. And you know, uh, there's a lot of betrayals, a lot of backstabbing, figuratively and literally. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. The costumes are beautiful. Uh, the settings are beautiful. Uh, it was well lit. Looks great. Um, you know, I, 
I enjoy historical dramas that have, have a bit of menace and nastiness to them, and this definitely did. So, uh, I mean, it's not uh, it's not a ton of violence in it. There, there's, I believe, two battle scenes, but uh, it's a lot of people with English accents uh, talking at each other in in cold, dark rooms for the most part. But uh, you know, a lot of betrayals, a lot of backstabbing. So it's it's you know, it's a historical soap opera basically. So if that's something that's that's up your alley, uh, I would definitely recommend it. I would give uh, Mary Queen of Scots a 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it. Uh, next movie was Green Book, which uh, it's a you know it's billed as a comedy drama, but it's really just a drama. I mean, there are some funny bits, but uh, so first of all, it's it's the first solo uh, directorial film by Peter Farrelly, who you know did. Uh, a ton of comedies with his brother Bobby Farrelly as the Farrelly brothers and so there was a lighter tone to it than you know other directors might have given to this it's you know it's it, 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 it's about uh, uh, Dr. Don Shirley who is a was a classical and jazz pianist who um, decided to go on a concert tour of the Deep South in the early 1960s, and uh, and uh, he hired a driver, Tony Villalongo, uh, Tony Lip, as he's colloquially known, to drive him through there. You know, Tony Lip is he had a career. The real Tony Villalongo had a career later in life as an actor on The Sopranos, and uh, was sort of a a heavy and an, an enforcer type. Um, there's no indication that he was actually involved in organized crime, but uh, he, you know, he grew up in a New York neighborhood and clearly had connections. Um, so, uh, you know, Mahershala Ali played Don Shirley. Uh, did did an excellent job. Mahershala Ali won an Oscar a couple years ago for his role in Moonlight. And then Tony is played by Viggo Mortensen, who who is an exceptional actor and, you know, is an actor that I've enjoyed quite a bit for some, quite some time. I, I don't know if he was necessarily the best choice for this role. I mean, mainly, you know, he, he plays a, you know, a heavily Italian heavy and you know Viggo Mortensen is not Italian he's you know he's, he's American and Dutch uh, not that that matters per se but you know you know he had the he had the the, the voice down but he, d- he doesn't look Italian and the fact that his all of his family his family plays such a large role in the movie you know his immediate family his father his brothers who were uh, uh, portrayed by Italian American actors, uh, it stuck out a little bit. But uh, again, it's a movie. You got to suspend some disbelief. But and uh, you know, it, it was it was a different kind of role for Viggo Mortensen, uh, playing kind of a a loudmouth 
but uh, you know, it's it's really the movie ultimately is about the friendship between these two and them learning from each other over the process of traveling through the deep south and you know the the casual and blatant racism that Dr. Shirley encountered uh, my 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 big problem with this movie is it's a PG-13 movie and I don't understand why because the issues that it deals with are not PG-13 issues um, you know there's violence there's racism there's uh, you know coming to term with people who are different than you um, you know uh, and there's one utterance of the F word in the entire film where just given the character that Tony's portrayed at it would seem much more natural if he'd be using profanity all the time I mean, big, big part of it is Tony and Don are complete opposites Don is refined and keeps you know trying to help Tony uh, improve his vocabulary improve the way he speaks and it would just make sense if Tony was using profanity all the time because I'm sure given the situations they were in the real Tony was and I understand a film is often toned down to PG-13 for a wider audience but I don't think there's I I mean a a PG-13 audience meaning people who are under uh, you know under the age of 13 or under the age of 17 who couldn't get into an R-rated movie. I don't think any of them would have an interest in seeing this film. It's it's a, it's a slow-moving historical drama. There's no big-name box office stars in it. While both uh, Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali are well-lauded and, uh, you know, known actors, they're not stars, and I can't imagine... You know, kids going out to see this movie or wanting to see this movie. So I don't understand why the movie was quote unquote dumbed down for a PG thirteen rating. Uh, having said that, it was it was a well made film. It was you know I think Peter Farrelly did an excellent job telling this story. Again, this is another historical drama that. Uh, people have called into question the accuracy of it, particularly Don Shirley's family. Um, you know, there there are insinuations of his of a homosexual lifestyle while he was on the road that most of his family has disputed. And they've also disputed the fact that he and Tony were not friends; that Tony was merely an employee, and so on and so forth. And you know, Marshall Ali has even gone on record as apologizing to. Don Shirley's family saying he only worked with the material that he was given and he is sorry he gave if his performance was historically inaccurate which you know again they're making art so um, I understand some liberties were taken and also there's not a lot that was known about uh, uh, the goings on 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 this tour on their trip both uh, Dr. Shirley and Tony have passed on in real life, so neither one of them can give their first-hand account of how they feel about it. So, um, 
you know, well-made. Uh, certainly worth a Redbox rental or a Netflix watch if it's if it pops up on either of those. But uh, n- not an amazing film. Definitely not the best film that either of the leads were in, but a pleasant enough watch. I'd give Green Book a 6 out of 10. And then the last one that I saw, which is uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, um, which uh, it's directed by Barry Jenkins, uh, who also wrote the screenplay based on the novel by James Baldwin. Uh, also takes place in the 60s. Um, and this, you know, getting... A lot of critical acclaim, deservedly so. Uh, I, I, I just, I love this film, you know. Uh, Barry Jenkins wrote and directed Moonlight. Um, yeah, the aforementioned Mahershala Ali won an Oscar for his, his work in that. And uh, this is another beautiful, both visually and storytelling-wise, another beautiful film. Uh, you know, ultimately, a really sad kind of heartbreaking story uh, about you know two young lovers who are uh, set to get get married uh, two, two African American lovers and you know young man is incarcerated and accused of a crime that he did not commit and um, then both his family and his fiance's family work tirelessly to try and clear his name and get him out of prison and during this time uh, she you know she discovers at the beginning of his incarceration that she's pregnant and you know how their family deals with this and uh, her family is uh, quite religious and uh, I'm sorry his family is quite religious or at least his mother is, and, you know, rejects this this child at first, and there's a lot of familial drama. Um, uh, you know, it was incredibly well acted. Um, the whole, you know, the, the whole cast was amazing, but a uh, particular note, uh, uh, Regina King, who I believe just won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress, and it, and uh, but also uh, Coleman Domingo, who played her husband, uh, uh, an actor I had never seen before. Her, I'm not aware that I've seen him before, but just uh, phenomenal performances. Very human, very uh, you know, kind of cathartic performances. Uh, like I said, the Academy Award nominations haven't been released yet. I believe it's next week, but I'm positive this film is going to be nominated for quite a few Academy Awards, and deservedly so. Um, It was released in 2018, and I didn't see it till 2019, but... um, I mean, certainly the best film I've seen this year, but I've only seen a handful of films so far this year, but uh, I, I, I love this film. It's a beautiful film, heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I cried several times when I was viewing it, and I, I would like to go see it again. I would give If Beale Street Could Talk an 8 out of 10. Uh, definitely, definitely worth the watch. So, um, yeah, those are the three movies I saw in the last week or so. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.